Hey everybody, welcome to Smoky Mountain Echo, Haywood County, North Carolina's podcast. I'm Dylan Huffman. On today's show, we're going to talk about Haywood County Animal Services. There is so much that they offer to our community and we want to break it all down for you. Haywood County Animal Services aims to provide temporary shelter, needed medical care, and enrichment to the lost and unwanted animals of Haywood County. Their physical location is 453 Jones Cove Road in Clyde. That's 453 Jones Cove Road over in Clyde. They work every single day to ensure that these animals are well taken care of while they wait for their forever homes. And of course, we know that's the most important thing, right? Making sure these animals find their forever homes. They are an open admissions county facility operated under a managed intake system. Now, this means that they do not discriminate against breed, size, age, or temperament whenever you surrender your animal. However, the animal and owner must be current residents of Haywood County. And here to talk to me today is Howard Martin. He is the director of Haywood County Animal Services. Howard, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Let's talk a little bit about some of the objectives of animal services because I know that there are two different parts of what you guys do. Yes, um, I'm glad you asked that. Um, the animal services as a standalone department in a lot of different uh, uh, government counties throughout the state sometimes separate those two entities. One is the sheltering aspect of animal services, which houses and cares for the animals that come in through, you know, unwanted animals, stray animals, um, seized animals. Uh, and then the other side of the of the fence, as you want to call it, is the enforcement side of maintaining, uh, you know, the correct um, means of having an animal out in, 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 at your own home or public as far as how that pertains to state statutes and the uh, ordinances with that. So I have a, four officers, um, and I have a uh, probably, uh, I think, count is like 14 shelter staff and both sides obviously very important to the very community important, very functional um you know other places may put the sheltering side under the health department and then the enforcement side under a sheriff's office but uh, a lot of agencies are doing it for one department there under one aspect of it and it and it works out well because they work hand in hand and uh they have an they have a mutual uh, mission there as one to whether they're coming in off from the officers or they're coming through the front door at the shelter animals that come into our uh, building there they they are supporting one another let's talk about some of the animals that you guys take in um what what are some of the animals that you guys see kind of come through your agency well we have the you know the the dogs and the cats are 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 flowing in and out um, but some of the unique things that I think might not realize that come into it is we have uh, anything from rabbits guinea pigs hamsters uh, we've even had uh, rats oh wow you know the the, the white rats people might have oh, as yeah. pets um, we have reptiles that will come in um, lizards snakes you know, whatever it may be. Now, obviously, we don't necessarily house any kind of reptiles there, but temporarily we may have to until we can find a, uh, a reptile rescue that will take them. Um, we also deal with a lot of livestock that may be loose running or, you know, neglected, and we have to take those in or care for them. And, and we have a partnership with our 
fairgrounds that they have the temporarily can hold them out there until we find some other means as far as rescue or the owners come and pick up their livestock so that could be goats pigs horses cows um you know we've we've had we've had some <laughs> pop belly pigs back there in a kennel before That's all on the outside so do you uh do you see a lot of strays Yes, um, well, th- that's part of our loose running dogs, uh, cats, um, on a day-to-day basis. I mean, we try to maintain um, some empty kennels every night before we go home because if an officer gets called out, um, we work very close with uh, law enforcement that, you know, are out at night and they make an arrest and or they're in a house and they need us to respond and take uh, possession of the uh, whatever dogs and cats and stuff we want to be able to serve them and have a space for them to come to uh, daily basis you know loose running dogs uh, I mean Haywood County does have a leash law is what people refer to it to, you know as far as animals running loose and and I would tell you that of our activities of our officers that's probably more than 75% of our calls every day. Is it really? Yeah, stray running dogs. Now, it's not to mean that they're lost. It just means that, you know, uh, the community and, and, the, and the area that we're in, rural, a lot of rural area here, dogs yeah. are running loose. And, and probably the dog is going to go back home, but right. it's just sometimes the mischief it can create at the time that it's running loose. What are um, the steps that folks need to take if they want to adopt from Haywood County Animal Services? Well, it, it just, uh, you know, we went through a severe pandemic, so we kind of had to limit things we did as far as controlling the flow into the building with all that going on. Um, we were doing it by appointment. Now it's just um, you can come in and, and we will have someone attend to you. Um, we will assist you and let you look if you see something that you've seen online you know our county website underneath animal services has all in real time all the animals that are available for adoption it also has a aspect on the county website that if your dog is missing you might want to check that because of the stray dogs we have to post them and put them on a visual and see them and come down but as far as the adopting you come in we have a book or we have a, a kiosk that if you haven't looked on the website and are looking for it and see some specific dog that you uh, or cat that you want to see, then the attendant will go, you know, mirror up with you and start figuring out what dog is or cat is best for you based on our knowledge of the animals that we have in there. You know, are you live by yourself? Do you have kids? Do you have other animals? Those are all things that come into play when you're selecting an animal. And how are adoptions going? Um, you know, it's it's uh, sometimes you can almost I make a joke about it. it's like the stock market. It's <laughs> up and it's down. Some days we don't have any, and some days we got a mad rush. Um, but they're going good, and they can always be better. I mean, the goal is is that every Saturday afternoon when we close shop, that the kennels are empty and we just fill them back up again. Sure, but. Uh, I, the staff is the foundation of that place every everybody in there has the same you know there's always a question um they they love what they do it's a hard job and it's hard every day coming in there and seeing the animals that are there Uh, but the staff is 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 the foundation of that success of that place there there's no doubt about that 
Let's um, let's talk a little bit about the staff and some of the care that these animals receive. I know you have a vet that's on staff. Right. Um, every day is, you know, I think I made reference to it, um, you know, we have live animals every day. So uh, we come in, uh, some staff comes in at 7. Um, we have a vet tech, and she's our shelter manager, um, Holly Burst. She comes in every morning, 7 o'clock does med rounds just like you were in a hospital every animal needs uh, meds for that day and that afternoon she does the same thing at three o'clock um, the, the other staff comes in at um, eight and we are cleaning every morning and feeding seven days a week um, and that takes uh, based on the you know the layout of the dogs and the cats and whatever other animals we have we're usually ready to go and pretty much uh, cleaned up by 11 o'clock. That's every kennel gets cleaned every day, washed down, sanitized, disinfectant, um, and ready to go by 11. And then, you know, in the afternoon, there's spot checking as we go through. And then some animals that need extra feedings through the uh, afternoon before we go home at 5, um, they, they, feed, they feed again in spot check and clean. It is every day of the week. No, no misses. No, even if we're short staffed, the officers will pitch in. Everybody pitches in. Everybody knows how to clean. There's, uh, there's no, no uh, ifs about that. That's right. Just because it's you know Saturday or Sunday, the animals <clears throat> they still need to be cared for. And then on Monday and and you know just recently this year we just completed the first year um, uh, with we have through some grant money and the support of our nonprofit organization, uh, Friends of Haywood County Animal Services, um, we have been able to start doing in-house surgeries to our animals with our contracted vet, which is Dr. Morgan Plemons, and our staff she has worked with through there in the four years that I've been there. And we are actually averaging probably 10 or more spay-neuter surgeries a week oh, wow. to include any other uh, procedures that she's able to do. And we don't even have to send those to, the, to an outside vet anymore. Now, there are some things that come up that need it. But with the equipment and uh, planning that we've done, that has increased our spay-neuter capabilities of the animals that come in. And, disposition comes to us to have them ready for adoption. We don't adopt any animal that walks out of the building unless it's spay or neutered. And uh, that, that plays a big part. Uh, Absolutely. And it, and it, and it actually has um, just been finalizing the budget that's upcoming. You can see the difference in the amount of uh, funds that are needed when we were doing outside, we're still doing outside spay-neuters. We still take some animals over to the low-cost spay-neuter in Nashville, but we're not doing near as many and taking and spending that money over there, we're able to lessen Do it in-house. Yes, do it in-house. And it has been a big success, just tremendous success. Let's talk about the animal control officers. What are some of the things that they may encounter day to day that the community may not be aware of? Well, you know, they every day um, in, in our intake side at the shelter, you know, during normal hours, 10 to 5, we'll call in and, you know, any complaints, welfares, loose running dogs, you know, dogs in need. 
they're dispatched and put into the system on their computer that they have in the software we use and respond uh, all day long to what what comes. We usually we have one supervisor and three officers. Um, you know, uh, we had uh, a loose cow the other day. We'll respond to that. Now the sheriff's office or law enforcement may be there as far as traffic, but we will come and you know, look at the situation and see if we need to uh, load that up on our livestock trailer we have or we can help them and assist them find the owner and have the owner come manage it. Um, you know, animals that may have been abandoned somewhere or um, and, and take in uh, the animals there. They, they probably average between them during the month probably about 200 calls a month uh, and probably and that's just with us self-dispatching I would I would tell you that if they had a dispatch and the sheriff's office was dispatching us with the calls that come in it would probably double that just from the amount wow. of calls uh, but it's kind of controlled and we try to triage as much as we can with the calls that come in without actually you know maybe it takes a phone call or something of that nature to to uh, eliminate that call or, or resin, resolve that call that's come in um, but they work from 8 to 5 Monday through Friday and then on after hours or on the weekends they're on uh, on call emergency basis and generally that call out procedure is geared towards law enforcement or EMS who need them because they're at a site you know or uh, somebody's having to go to the hospital and they don't sure. have anybody we will come out and temporarily uh, house those animals until they get out or a family member can come and get them for after hours. What are some of the um, biggest challenges that you see day-to-day -day at Haywood County Animal Services and what are some of the ways that you know the community could potentially help? Um, both sides of the fence meaning the shelter side and the enforcement side. The shelter side you know post um, the pandemic we had um, we're, we're seeing a lot of influx of animals. It's nationwide it's just not us. Sure. Um, even the non even the rescues that are local here are full everybody is full um we have the ability to house you know in their own confined area or cage whatever you want to call it in our shelter um like 63 cats and 48 dogs wow so and that's it i mean yeah. we're state mandated we we're under the department of agriculture and we're inspected every year and we have to get licensed every year and pass inspection and we have rules and regs that we have to follow and maintain and the influx of animals that we've had in the last year year and a half is um, really taking its toll and just in our county alone but we've even had outside counties that are um, people from other counties because they're uh, facilities either can't take it or won't take it so they'll try to come into Hay Haywood County we only take animals from Haywood County now do things slip through the crack yes yeah. but um, we try to uh, manage that intake on a day-to-day -day basis and uh, we have a, a live release rate of 94-95% on a year and that means that 95% of all the animals that come in there are coming out um, through either returning to the owner, adopted, transferred to a rescue. That's and amazing. It is. It, it's um, it's a standard that's hardly uh, is is reachable, and that just goes through the uh, you know one of our core values is community, and that's uh, 
part of the community there supporting that and, and realizing that. Um, on the enforcement side, I'd say the biggest challenge is, is just, uh, you know, more um, oversight of your animal. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, loose running animals, it could get hit, it could get, you know, eat up by another animal, you know, two dogs that don't know each other and they meet each other. I always refer to it as like two people sitting at the bar yeah. looking, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? <laughs> that's right. You know, and that's the way dogs communicate too. And it's like, and then you have, you know. Then you um, got a problem. Yeah. Or, and if, if you know, the, the, the big symbol of animal welfare is spay and neuter in your animal, loose running animals um, can create more animals, you know, of that nature. And that it happens every day. We, we, uh, we had a litter of puppies in the shelter here about a couple months ago, and they actually uh, were born in the shelter when oh, we wow. were there before we could uh, do anything. You talk about having a um, large influx of animals. Do you have a good success with uh, fosters here in Haywood County? Uh, it, I mean, it comes and goes. It's vo they're volunteers, and we have some uh, fosters, uh, uh, consistent fosters, and and whatever the foster, we call them foster failures. Even if somebody fosters and then wants to adopt what they foster, we're I'm all in for that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's just you know that uh, the animal has adapted well. Um, we will use fosters a lot of times for um, animals that we have seized under, uh, and we're having to hold them based on the investigation and okay. stuff, and, and maintain them in a normal area instead of in the shelter. Um, we utilize them for that. If somebody wants to um, become a foster, how? What are the steps they need to take? First, uh, they can contact our volunteer coordinator who's over the fostering and, uh, and do an uh, application with her, an interview, and, and we background and see what the home environment is, what other animals you have, you know, before we put an animal in there. And um, that's through uh, uh, Kristen there, our uh, volunteer coordinator. Let's talk about the um, the barn cat program that you guys have. I know you guys see uh, quite a bit of barn cats, but there's a way to, to help them. Yeah. Um, our barn cat program is, um, you know, m more experienced cat people will refer to, to. They're not inside cats. They're not hold cuddle cats, but they are cats. And um, we have an avenue for them to, um, you know, we have them spay spayed or neutered. And then we will um, put them up for, we just call it the community cat or barn cat, but we're releasing it back to somebody who has a area that they're going to keep them outside and feed them and, and be able to care for them. Now, there are organizations throughout the nation and the state, and they, and they call it TNR, which stands for Trap, Neuter, and Release. We have an influx of cat. A cat can reproduce four litters a year. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, and that's why we have such a, uh, this community here has an organization that we work in hand with that go out to problem areas or people who just have gotten an influx of cats and reproduced and they will trap them and, and go have them fixed and then return them back to the area. But our mission is we don't return an animal back to a wild without it being attended to by someone. So the barn cat is our alternative in, the sh in, in animal services to the trap, neuter, and release that uh, organizations do do. And it's it can be very successful. 
um, with uh, with their efforts into it. And we've I think we've got six or eight in there now. We just had uh, neutered and spayed this past week, and uh, <clears throat> people are already calling about them. So good, and it it, it it works out very. I mean that's why we have such a high live release rate with the cats uh, so absolutely it's very positive on that can't do that with a dog cats right. are easier to attend to themselves than dogs um, dogs are like having a constant two-year-old around you always oh yeah gotta, you always got to be on top of them they're getting in trouble no matter what always got to have some supervision that's right constant <laughs> supervision do you have any success stories that you could share with us we just recently had a um Beagle, I think it may even had some docks in it, but it's definitely a basset when you look at it. But uh, it just was an unusual that dog came into the facility. It looked like it was already housebroken and everything. And uh, one of our um, um, nonprofit uh, volunteers that's in the board and works in conjunction with us, a lot of our social media stuff, was in there one Saturday and she just recently lost a dog. And, you know, it just, she walked by that dog and it just hit her. And she called and says, is this dog up for adoption? And I said, well, I th I'm pretty sure it is. She goes, I just thought I'd never get another dog. And several weeks later, after she already had the dog, there the dog was inside um, and started whining and everything. And they went outside and something was on fire, one of their vehicles or something. Oh, wow. And the dog let them know that. So... How crazy uh, is that? that, that I, it just and so she is uh, she is thrilled to death with it and that little um, basset it's a female basset she just loves it to death kind of goes with her everywhere and that's a, she, I think she's only had it for three or four weeks now. Wow, that's so, awesome! It's always good to have uh, a yeah good pet around. Yeah, I mean I I keep one myself, so so do I. <laughs> <laughs> let's um, let's kind of finish up with how are some ways that you know, individuals or businesses in the community can get involved, maybe through donations, volunteering. What are some yeah. ways that we can support? Well, we're, we're very fortunate with the community we have here in Haywood County, very supportive. As I mentioned, our nonprofit organization, Friends of Haywood County Animal Shelter, support us to the point where through the donations that come into them, they strictly support our, our shelter. They provide the ability for us to even do more and care for these animals and give them more uh, care and medical care or some uh, heightened enrichments, you know, supplies and stuff for that than normally would. Um, uh, volunteering, you know, even if it's coming in and walking a dog in the afternoons after we show you what needs to be done and how to approach animals. Yeah. Um, it's like a gold standard, you know. The state requirement of, of a shelter who's licensed will tell you that, you know, you need to enrich this dog after it's been here 30 days. Well, what about the first 30 days? Because right. dog can go crazy 30 days locked up in a shelter. So those dogs try, the staff is adamant and gets angry when they can't take them out on a day-to-day -day basis yeah. as far as that. So that makes a big difference. Um, the nonprofit organization, uh, after about the first year I was here, um, we, in conjunction with our facilities in the county, uh, uh, forefronted and we built a walking trail back there behind our facility now. Okay. So we don't even have to take our animals off property and have the possibility of something happening, you yep. know, or 
we can we have our own walking trail that's you know not only you can exercise while you're walking because it's got some hill to it and hill down but uh, that has been a welcome donation that came through them and and it was a mutual uh, working relationship because our facilities department with Tim Sisk and his guys. Absolutely. Howard, thank you so much for talking to me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Haywood County Animal Services' vision statement is to maintain a staff of well-equipped, highly trained professional members to provide the highest level of customer service with a sense of urgency. While providing comprehensive services, we will be transparent in our actions, utilizing innovative technology. We will continue to proactively promote responsible animal ownership and enhance quality of life to ensure Haywood County is a safe and attractive place to live, work, and, vi- and visit. Their core values are integrity, compassion, determination, and community. The Adoption Center is open from noon until 5 o'clock Monday through Friday and noon to 4 o'clock on Saturday. And if you're interested in adopting or volunteering or even fostering, you can drop by or you can give them a call. Their phone number is 828-456-5338. This is Smoky Mountain Echo, the Haywood County, North Carolina government podcast. Whether you're a longtime resident, a newcomer, or just curious about the workings of local government, our podcast is your go-to source for staying connected and informed. New episodes are available the last Tuesday of every month, and they're always available on demand wherever you find your podcasts. You can check out our website, smokymountainecho.podbean.com. That's smokymountainecho.podbean.com. I'm Dylan Huffman, and we'll see you next month.